Good morning, and you're very welcome to our telephone recorded service uh, this this Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Trinity. Uh, it's great to be with you. My name's Dahi. I'm, I'm the ministry trainee here, uh, and it's great to have you listening with us. Uh, last week we heard these words from from one John chapter three verse one. It says, "See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are." It is Father's Day today, uh, and while it's not something in our church calendar, uh, it is a day that many of us do use to give thanks for our fathers. And it's a time when we can give thanks to the men who have been like fathers to us. For some of us, the mention of fathers uh, can bring up painful reminders uh, of loss, reminders of painful or broken relationships. But no matter what our circumstance may be, Those words from John's epistle remind us that if we are in Christ, we have a heavenly father who loves us. We are his children. And as our first hymn reminds us, our heavenly father shields us from harm, sustains us, attends to us, befriends us with his love. And so let's sing together with our first hymn, uh, Praise to the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. O my soul, praise Him, for He is thy health and salvation. All ye who hear, brothers and sisters, draw near, praise Him in
Our first reading is from John's Gospel, the Gospel according to John, and it comes in chapter 15, verses 12 to 19. It says this, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no, no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Love one another as I have loved you, says the Lord. That is the, the commandment that the Lord gives to us. And it's a challenging one. It sounds straightforward but when we examine ourselves when we when we examine our own hearts we know that we have not done that perfectly it's a hard thing to do and on our own strength we just aren't able to do it we need to ask god for help we need to pray and ask for his forgiveness and so that's what we're going to do using the words of the confession let's pray together Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed. Through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Well, that passage continues with these amazing words. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And because if we are trusting in Christ, we know that he has laid down his life for us in his abundant grace and in his abundant love. We can know that we can surely be forgiven. And as he was raised from the dead, so we can be raised to new life in him by the power of his spirit. And so I can pray for us with confidence. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on us, pardon and deliver us from all our sins, confirm and strengthen us in all goodness, and keep us in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth will proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. We're going to praise the Lord by affirming our faith 
in our God who has made us brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's join together in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our second reading this morning comes from from the first epistle of John. We're back in in 1 John and, and we're in chapter 3 verses 11 to 18 this morning. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods, and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I'm going to hand over to Reverend Nick now, and he will, he will lead us for the sermon. Thank you, Nick. Well, good morning, and can I add my welcome to you? Thank you, Dahi, for leading us so far in the service. And uh, let's pray for God's help as we look at his word together. Loving Father, we thank you for your word and we pray that it would be our guide. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We pray he would be our teacher. And we pray this morning your glory would be our chief concern. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're carrying a cup filled to the brim and someone knocks into you, what happens? Well, whatever's in it spills out. It might only be water and then it wouldn't be too bad, but it could be milk. And whilst they say it's no use crying over spilt milk, if you don't clean it up, there'll be a bad smell. Or it could be something like coffee that would stain. Well, what happens if someone bumps into you? The unexpected knocks and irritations of life are a good indicator of what's inside us. How do we react towards other people? Is it love or hate that comes out of us? Maybe you've seen the, the Peanuts cartoon where, where Lucy says to Charlie, You, a doctor? Ha! That's a big laugh. You could never be a doctor. You know why? Because you don't love mankind, that's why. And Charlie responds by saying, I love mankind. It's people I can't stand. 
And maybe you can understand that attitude. It's okay to say we love mankind in general, but what about that person who? Uh, you know the one. Well, look at what John says in verse 11. 1 John 3 verse 11. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. For the Christian, what's on the inside should be love. It's a love for all people, but especially a love for other Christians. When John talks about loving one another and the brothers, he's talking about other Christians, especially in your local church. This isn't a new message. Have a look at again at verse 11. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning. This is the message you've heard from the beginning. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ himself taught, as we heard in our first reading from John 15 and verse 12. Jesus said, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. To love like Jesus loved. It's worth asking, isn't it, this morning, do you love one another? Before John shows us what that love should look like, he gives us a negative example. Have a look at verse 12. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil, and his brothers were righteous. Do you remember Cain? Dahi preached about Cain earlier in the year when we were going through the book of Genesis. Remember Adam and Eve had two sons, Cain and Abel. Abel kept sheep, he was a sheep farmer, and Cain grew crops. Abel loved God. And he gave God his best. And God was pleased with Abel. But Cain, he just went through the motions of religion. And the way that he gave showed that he didn't really care about God. But once he knew that God was not pleased with him, and that he was not accepted by God, he was furious. God warned him that he was in danger and called him to change. But Cain refused to obey. And he took out his anger on the person he knew was closest to God. He killed him, his own brother. And why did he kill him? We'll have a look at the end of verse 12. End of verse 12. Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Isn't that a shocking example? John says, don't be like that. Love like Jesus loved. Don't hate those who go God's way and do what is right. A recent study showed that 90,000 people are killed every year because they are Christians, because they are Jesus' people. That's one person every six minutes. That is hard to understand and devastating. But John says we should not be surprised. Have a look at verse 13. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. People are still doing what Cain did. The world still hates those who go God's way. And so John says, if you're following Jesus, don't be surprised that the world hates you. You might not be killed for following Jesus, but you may face people being mean to you. John says, don't be like that yourself. Make sure you're loving your fellow Christians, because the world is a tough place to be a Christian. We need to love and support one another. When Manchester United lost on penalties to Villarreal, it was, a, it was a hard night for those who were real Man U fans. But real Man U fans will still support them. 
How do you know if someone is a real Manchester United fan? Well, they've probably got the T-shirt, they've watched them on TV, they've maybe even shouted at the TV, they've been to Old Trafford, maybe. The real Man United fan will stick with them, even when things are tough. Well, how do you know if you're a real Christian? Have a look at verse 14. We know that we've passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Because we love the brothers. And he says, whoever does not love abides in death. We know that we've passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. To move from death to life is the language of becoming a Christian. John says, if you love your fellow Christians at church, it's a sign that we have moved from death to life, that we are really Christians, God's people. But John says, if you hate other Christians, it's really not a good sign. Have a look at verse 15. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. It's not just about our actions, but our attitudes. Remember the Lord Jesus said that if you're sinfully angry with someone, it's like you have murdered them in your heart. If that's how you feel about Christians who belong to Jesus, then John says it's not a good sign. It's a sign that you don't have life. Remember that cup that spills over. John says that what comes out of your heart shows what you're like. If you hate Christians, it's not a good sign. It's a sign that you don't have eternal life. And eternal life means not only everlasting, but the life of the eternal God within us. You can't have the life of God in you if you don't love your fellow Christians. So don't be like Cain. That sort of hatred shows you are not one of God's people. Don't be like Cain, but who should we be like? Have a look at verse 16. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Don't hate like Cain, but love like Jesus. Cain was so wicked that he murdered his own brother. But Jesus was so loving that he laid down his life for people who hated him. Just stop and think for a moment. If Jesus had not laid down his life for us, there would be no hope for any of us. None of us have loved as we should. Some of us have even hated. But none of us need despair this morning, even if we have not loved as we should. Jesus Christ is willing to speak in our defence, to pay the penalty we deserve by laying down his life for us. He didn't just love mankind, he actually died for real people in our place. He died for you and for me, and he can help us to change. As we look at what he's done, we can start to change. Do you see the link in verse 16? By this we know, love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. John says that, John says, look at what Jesus Christ has done for you, and seek to love each other at church by laying down your lives for each other. I wonder what you think of when you think of someone laying down their life for someone. You might think of the, the heroic, the soldier taking the bullet for someone else or, or the civilian tackling the terrorist. 
when I used to get the train to work in London, I, I would often think what I would do if a terrorist boarded the train. How would I tackle him? But John doesn't have that sort of thing in mind. He's far more practical. Do you see verse 17? But if anyone has the world's goods, that means money, stuff, and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? This is not I love mankind in general. No, it's the people I can't stand. This is love for real people. John moves from the plural, plural brothers in verse 16 to the singular brother in verse 17. He's got real people in mind. And John says, if, you're, if you see a fellow Christian, a brother, in need, and you can do something to help, but you close your heart, then it's not a good sign. It's a sign that God's love is not in you. Imagine Connor goes to your church and he's lost his job due to COVID. He's got a family of four to feed and you find out about it and you have money in your savings account, but you close your heart to him and refuse to help. John would say, how can the love of God be in you? Or, or maybe you know that Deirdre is living on her own. And she's got a hospital appointment coming up. And she's got no one to take her. She'd struggle to pay for a taxi. You're busy. You know that it'll cost you time. You'll have to miss something you love. But you're willing to lay down your life for your sister. John says that's a sign of the love of God living in you. It's the nature of God's love to give. Just as it is the nature of the sun to shine. And that love is a mark that faith is real. It's a love that sees need and touches bank accounts and diaries. One writer says this, love is the willingness to surrender that which has value for your own life to enrich the life of another. Love is the willingness to surrender that which has value for your own life to enrich the life of another. Where does that love come from? We don't need to look outside of ourselves. We don't sorry, we don't need to look inside of ourselves to try and find it. We need to look to the one who gave up everything for us. The one who laid down his life for us and ask for his help to love others. When members of St Nicholas Church in Sevenoaks saw a young mother in her 40s dying with cancer, they saw a need and they did not close their hearts. The love of God abided in them and overflowed so that they lay down their time and their money to cook meals for that family every day for well over two months. They didn't only love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. And their love is still being felt today, nearly 30 years later. Please don't underestimate what your love may mean to someone who is in need. Well, as we close this morning, maybe you're in need. And if you are, and we've not spotted it, please let me or someone else know so that we can help. Please give us the opportunity to love you like Jesus loved by asking for help. Or is there anyone you can think of who's in need at this time? Anyone you can help with your time or with your money? Someone who needs a lift, a hospital or to church. Someone who needs help in some other way. Is there someone you could love like Jesus loved?
if you can't think of anyone, maybe maybe pray that God would help you to know who you could help. Is there anyone you could love like Jesus loved? And how did he love? Verse 16. He laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Let's pray that we would do that. Let's pray. Loving Father, we thank you so much for the Lord Jesus Christ, for the love that he had for us, that he was willing to lay down his life for us. And we pray that we would love one another like that, giving up our own rights, our possessions, our time, so that we would love one another. And pray that that would help us to know that we're your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, Reverend Nick. And let's continue in prayer. Uh, as our Saviour Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide and defend our rulers, and grant our government wisdom. Let your ministers be clothed with righteousness, and let your servants shout for joy. O Lord, save your people and bless those whom you have chosen. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and let your glory be over all the earth. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and renew us by your Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we hear your word to us this morning, and we thank you for the teaching and reproving and instruction that it brings. Help us to humble ourselves under your word and to live as you have called us to live. Lord, we pray that you would forgive us for the ways in which our love towards you and others is imperfect, where we fall short in our love, where we do not show love at all, where we even have shown hatred. Lord, please forgive us. We thank you for the, the supreme example of love shown to us by the Lord Jesus on the cross. And Lord, by your Holy Spirit, may we walk in the example of Jesus. Help us to love your people as Jesus did. Lord, help us to love one another, not only in word or talk, but in deed and truth. And Lord God, our Heavenly Father, on this Father's Day, we give you thanks for fathers. We give you thanks for the fathers in our lives today. We give you thanks for men in our lives who have been like fathers to us. And we give you thanks for the lives of the fathers who have gone to be with you. Lord, we thank you for their example of love and care towards us. And please help us to love and honour our fathers rightly as you have commanded us. Lord, please help us for whom Father's Day may be a painful day or a day of grief. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that, that above all things we would know your fatherly care that we would know the immense blessing that it is to be called children of God that enables us in turn to show love to others, even in painful situations. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Lord, we pray for our land and we pray for our world. We thank you that we have made so much progress through this pandemic. And Lord, we pray that you would continue to bless us here with the vaccine rollout and with the gradual reopening uh, of normal life. We pray for those countries that aren't as well resourced to deal with the continual challenge of the pandemic. Lord, would you please guide our world governments to help one another and to be generous to help all nations come out of this crisis together. Lord, please, in your mercy, would you cause people to heed the warning that this pandemic is? And would you cause people to turn to you, the only true hope in this time of crisis? Lord, we thank you for the survivors of suicide meeting that was held in Caloder Parish on Thursday and for the helpful information that we heard. Lord, we pray that you would help the many people in our community and in our land who struggle with mental health problems, especially as they have been, may have been compounded with the isolation of lockdown. Lord, please, would you bring healing and would you help those struggling in this way know your light and your friendship at times when it seems as though darkness is their only friend. And Lord, we thank you for our farmers and the work that you do through them to provide us all with the food that we eat. Lord, please bless them, protect them, and keep them safe in this work at this busy time of year. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for those amongst us and who are known to us, who are suffering at this time, who are feeling the pains of this fallen world upon them greatly, either through sickness or bereavement. In particular, we pray for Stephen Doggett, for Leon Bryady, for Amanda Brown, for Olive Simmons, for Brenda Turner, and for Carrie Turner. And we also remember in prayer the friends and family uh, of Ethel Coulter, of Sydney Stevens, and of Leslie Humphreys. And in a moment of quiet, let's bring before the Lord those others known to us who are in need of the Lord's help. Heavenly Father, please help each person we have just named or thought about. Please give them patience in their trials. Please free them from anxiety and grant them your peace that passes understanding. We pray for healing in body and mind and confident trust in your power. Please help each person to know that you are at work in all things for the good of those who love you. And Lord, please help us as a church family to love and support those going through these difficult times. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. The Collect Prayer for this Sunday. Almighty God, you have broken the tyranny of sin and have sent the spirit of your Son into our hearts, whereby we call you Father. Give us grace to dedicate our freedom to your service, that we and all creation may be brought to the glorious liberty of the children of God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And the third collect for, for morning prayer. Go before us, Lord, in all our doings with your most gracious favour, and further us with your continual help that in all our works begun, continued, and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name, and finally, by your mercy, attain everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, 
our Lord. Amen. By way of announcements, I don't think there's too much to announce. We will be having, uh, we are planning to have in touch uh, this coming Tuesday, the 22nd, at the usual time of 3.30pm. Uh, and God willing, the weather will be good enough to be outside in the rectory. The weather forecast is good at the moment, so uh, do pray that we'll be able to, to do that on Tuesday. It'll be great to see you all there again. But remember these words from our second reading today from 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. And that's what this final hymn reminds us of. This is our God, the servant king, and he calls us now to follow him. Let's sing together. From heaven you came, helpless babe Entered our world, your glory veiled Not to be served, but to serve And give your life that we This is our God, the Servant King. He calls us now to follow Him, to bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to the Servant King. that speak of sacrifice, hands that flung stars into space, to cruel nails surrendered. This is our God, the Servant King. He calls us now to follow him, to bring our lives as a daily 
offering of worship to the servant king. So let us learn how to serve, and in our lives and needs to prefer for it is Christ we're serving this is our God the servant king he calls us now to follow him to bring to the servant king. Well, that brings us to the end of our, our morning prayer service. Thank you again for, for tuning in, for calling in uh, and for joining us uh, for worship this morning. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen. Let's conclude our time together with the words of the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen.